Welcome to the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra. I'm a writer and an advocate on going inward to gain personal growth so that we can achieve a state of mindfulness and total self-awareness. This is a space dedicated to celebrating life in all of its forms, the good, the bad, and all of those imperfect moments in between that make up the human experience. You're not in this alone, and I'm here to remind you that each episode as we dive deep into the raw and the real. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. Currently sitting on my bed with the windows wide open, drinking some coffee with some Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee in there as well. If you guys have not tried this, run to Amazon and get it for yourself. It is so good. Sometimes I'll even leave out the coffee altogether and I'll just mix it with hot water and it's kind of like the same effects as the um, MCT oil that goes along with the bulletproof coffee trend, Um, except I feel like that would almost make me a little too jittery, whereas this Four Sigmatic, it really is just like keeps me really level, but just really focused, um, which has been super, super nice. Caffeine has kind of been taking a toll on my body ever since I started doing a lot of clearing and chakra balance work and whatnot. Um, Having coffee would almost make me feel like I was having like heart palpitations or like heart flutters, which was really uncomfortable. So if I'm having any coffee at all, it's like half the amount, and then I'll just add the Four Sigmatic, and this is not an ad. I just really, really love it and want to share it with you guys. I've blogged about it a couple times here and there, um, so you can um, put in the search bar Four Sigmatic if you're looking for the link. Um, Anyway, so today I wanted to talk about kind of the direction that the blog has been taking, which I'm sure you guys can all tell just from recent posts and stuff. I'm really trying to hone in more on the mindfulness aspect and what's cool is I'm realizing that you know living a mindful life and mindfulness as a whole falls in every single category whether that be work relationships money style beauty um I mean you name it and mindfulness plays a role so what's kind of cool is that I feel like I don't have to leave anything behind I'm just starting to look at each aspect of life from that perspective, which is how I'm I'm living my life anyway. So that's kind of what you can expect to see more of. And if you follow along on Instagram, I had posted a story um, to all of you kind of letting you know about a new series that I'm going to be launching. Um, by the time this goes live, it will probably already be out in the blogosphere. Um, but it's a mindfulness series that hones in on specific questions and scenarios of Um, relatable situation. So in the Instagram stories, I asked for you guys to DM me any questions that you might have that you want answered in terms of being mindful. So yesterday I got a couple of really good ones. Um, One was, how do I stay mindful when my job is repetitive? So essentially what she was asking is, I'm doing the same tasks over and over and over and I feel like a robot and it's driving me crazy. Um, Other things that you can ask would be like mindfulness times money. Um, What do I, how do I stay mindful when my paycheck is so small? Or um, mindful times materialism. How do I stay mindful when um, 
when I don't how would we say this like your void is shopping how do you stay mindful when you have bad spending habits things like that because change doesn't happen overnight I mean I'm living proof of that but the more that we hone in on I think specific life scenarios the easier it is for us to a be able to relate to one another and b to really get to the root of our problems when we just chip away at it bit by bit that's kind of how I've been doing it when I free journal I don't try and tackle my life as a whole each morning when I'm free journaling. Instead, it kind of just brings the specific scenario that needs attention that day just kind of brings itself to the surface by um, my asking my intuition questions. So anyway, I think that this series is going to be really helpful. And if you haven't already, go ahead to the Calm Collective blog Facebook group and you can join the private Facebook group, which hasn't officially launched yet, but maybe by the time this um, podcast airs, it will have launched. But this is where you're going to get videos, uh, both lifestyle videos and videos of just me talking to you about certain um, certain topics and scenarios and situations that won't be live on the blog. And I'll also be having some fun giveaways that are exclusive to this group. We'll have some um, specific shop discount codes that only the group will have access to. And I really just want this to be a safe space where we can share questions like the ones that I uh, was just talking about, where we can you know, bounce ideas off of each other. I've been so inspired by um, Lacey Phillips. I don't know if you guys have heard of her, but she runs um, Free and Native, and I've been doing a lot of her workshops, which have just been, oh my gosh, like have rocked me to my core, so life-changing. And she's been a total expander for me during this process. And the one thing that I really admire about her community is how open it is and how everyone who is going through this work can communicate with one another. So I guess in my own way with this whole mindful living journey and and whatnot, I really want there to be a place for people to just come in and drop questions or, um, you know, check in on one another and just really just have it be a safe space where people can come and visit and unload if they need to. So On that topic, I thought I would go ahead and talk about how you can take the first steps towards living more mindfully and slowing down because I know that it seems like a little bit of a trendy subject and, you know, I'm I'm kind of okay with that. I feel like minimalism is kind of the same thing. It's like cool to have less and I, I have no qualms about that whatsoever. I think only good can come from that. And the same goes for mindful living and slowing down. I think the less the less pressure that we have to be people that we aren't, the better. The more free we are to be our authentic selves and to just really do what we came here to do and what we were meant to do and what we're capable of doing. I think there's just been this like misconception that like, we're all supposed to be these energizer bunnies and we're not supposed to have like a limit and that's just not the human condition. So let me take a second and give you all permission to just slow down, to just breathe and to take some of these steps into consideration to sort of get you off on the right foot and um, the cool part is is that you can start today. So the hardest part... I understand this full-heartedly. The hardest part is just beginning and not really knowing where to start or what changes that you should make first. So I get that it's sometimes like you're standing at this fork in the road and you have two choices. You can tackle the beast, 
that is getting real with what needs fixing, or you can drag your feet towards living a life that wears you down far more than it lifts you up. And if I could say just one thing to any of you who are on the fence or you just feel like your feet are in the mud, just start slow. Start so slow. You are not in a rush. So learn how to balance what you're currently living and the life that you want to live. So remember, you're not in any way, shape, or form required to transform your life within 24 hours. Like I said, you are in no rush. Life is short, yeah, but life is also extremely long. If you take care of it and you're intentional, I think you'll see that your days start to expand. You have more time during your day to really do the things that matter, and you feel so much less rushed and pressured to make things XYZ. So when we give ourselves that unnecessary pressure to change or we make it seem like it's all or nothing, oftentimes we end up so frazzled and overwhelmed, throwing our hands up in the air and saying like, F this. We we tend to take our aggression and our um, insecurities and that pressure out on the people that we love and we forget why we needed the change in the first place. So I full-heartedly consider slow and mindful living a work in progress, and it's something that I'll be practicing for the rest of my life. While I feel like I have a pretty good handle on it, a really good handle, I'll give myself more credit, um, it's something that I definitely know that without my practices, such as free journaling and meditation and reading you know, helpful books and just spending time outside and eating a certain way, that feels good for my body and not overcommitting myself, these changes and this this way of life just starts to embed itself naturally. And so that right there just gives me so much peace and space to try new things, adding new practices, new techniques, and new habits without striving for perfection. Perfection should be totally, like, just take that out of the equation because it's just not attainable. So here are some tips to get you started um, for those of you who are interested in slowing down and living a more mindful life, and they are so attainable. So if you're driving, you can always revisit this podcast at a later date, or I have a blog post called um, How to Take Those First Steps Towards Slow and Mindful Living, which has these tips as well. So the first one would be to know what you want. If I were you and what I did, I would write down the top three changes you'd like to make. So that could be to uh, be less impulsive, to declutter and to own less stuff, um, to say no more to commitments, to um, start journaling every day so that you can get you know, all those pent up emotions and stresses out onto paper and out of your head, and then write down why you want to make those changes. Visit these these uh, top three changes each morning while you drink your coffee or your Four Sigmatic, or maybe type them in the notes section of your phone and read them during your lunch break or just in the middle of the day. Sit with them for a while to ensure that they feel entirely true and good to you and make any tweaks if needed. And if after a week or so these three things still feel motivating and genuine, then start doing the work. These are your three things. These are the things that are calling you for change. The next step would be to just take it one step at a time. So instead of trying to tackle all three of these changes at once, pick one and start there. So for me, I knew that my impulsive behavior was the leading cause of so much stress and clutter. So this is where I started, and this is kind of around the time when this blog um, came to be. I wanted it to be sort of an accountability, and I knew that the more that I... um, 
exposed this way of life and this bad habit, we'll call it, the more the more accountability I would have on myself to fix it. So um, for me, I also knew that this was stemming, stemming from an emotional place, which I think is such an important point to make. When you're writing those first steps in the know what you want tip, channel in with yourself and ask yourself, like, is this emotional? If so, why? What emotions are are linked to this. So for the say no more, um, if you're trying to see if that's an emotional response, maybe it could be because you people please or because you're scared of rejection or you're scared of disappointing people or you're, you have low self-worth. So unless stuff, the emotion could be that you, um, you know, you own a lot of stuff because you're feeling some sort of a void or you feel like, Owning more stuff makes you more of a valuable asset to the world. So for me, it was all due to losing my dad. I didn't really know. I didn't really know how to tackle the the loss. It was such a deep loss that I was using the depression and anxiety that I that was swirling around as a means to fill my home and my life with things I didn't really need. So once I started to do the work to better better channel the emotions that behavior started to fizzle out. And the more and more that I called myself out on it, the more it started to just drift. So I would focus on one thing at a time. And then once you feel like you have a pretty good handle, and like I said, like that that challenge seems like it's sort of drifting away and it's becoming easier to tackle, keep at it with journaling, keep addressing it every day, but then you can move on to the second one. The third tip is to keep it to yourself or not. Everyone is so different when it comes to sharing their journey, so some people worry that if they tell others what they're doing, they'll be judged, and there's just no room for judgment right now when you're trying to do this life work, and um, my hope is that you'll get to a point where that just won't even be a consideration. You just won't care. Your self-worth will be high enough to where judgments of others just don't matter, but let's start slow. It's only human to to be fearful of being judged, so... If this is you, you may want to just keep it to yourself and do the work privately. Others find that sharing holds them accountable, which acts as an extra motivator. And so right now that's where I live. I like to share the work that I'm doing with all of you and on this podcast and with my boyfriend and my and my mom and my sister and my best friends. That it just feels good to me and um it feels It feels like almost like I'm giving myself a warm hug whenever I'm being super open about the changes that I'm making. Um, So whatever feels good to you, you should do that. But also remember this, if you aren't being supported for trying to better yourself, say you tell your partner or your best friend about the things that you want to change and you feel a really harsh judgment or someone rolls their eyes or they're questioning and it's not coming from a place of love, I really want you to take a good look at that relationship because is it really one that you want to hold on to or can you let that one go? Just something to think about. The next tip is to keep track. Make sure you're keeping track of the progress and the struggles. Nothing is more gratifying than being able to see how far we've come. So I have the blog that helps me to track how far I've come, but I also, as you guys have heard me say time and time again, I have my journals which are just filled with the most authentic and 
freeing thoughts that I just jot down every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And while I don't really spend a lot of time going backwards, once in a while, I just want to be able to give myself a warm hug or a pat on the back and um, realize how many strides that I've made um, or how big of strides that I've made since I started this. So that would be a tip that I think is worth mentioning to give yourself a space where you can reflect back and be proud of the work that you've done. The next tip and the last tip is to honor the process. Don't be too hard on yourself. This has been such a tough and important lesson that I've learned over the past few months during the real integral parts of my changes and the inward work that I'm doing giving myself space, holding space for myself to take a step backward. Even when I say I've made like three steps forward and then I take four steps backward, the most important piece of advice that I can give you is with those steps backward, try and look at that as a lesson. Try and look at that as, okay, maybe maybe I didn't I didn't learn the tools necessary that I needed to stay four steps ahead or to take those four steps ahead. Maybe I needed to take one more step back just to soak in another lesson, just a little bit more. So this is so huge to not be hard on yourself, to not judge yourself. It takes a lot to admit our imperfections as human beings and it takes even more to move towards a first step. So honor this process that you're in no matter how long it's taking you are showing up. You're showing up every day. You're doing the work. You're changing your thought patterns, even if it doesn't really feel like you are. You are claiming the life that you want, and that's amazing. So I hope that this resonates with any of you who might feel stuck or you feel like you just don't even know where to start. Again, I've been there and consider this permission from me to you to start wherever the hell you want, to take your time, to feel it out, to understand that you don't have to have it all figured out right now. The magic is totally in the process and I am here every step of the way if you need me. I'm going to research I'm going to circle back on that one comment that I made earlier about having you guys send me any questions that you might have regarding mindfulness practice. Truly, I want to open the floodgates that it is like no question is off limits. It can be about anything. It can be vague, it can be so specific, and each question is absolutely 100% anonymous. You'll never, ever, ever be outed for your questions, so do know that this is a totally safe space to ask any and all of your questions. Um, I imagine that this series will be one to two times a week. It just depends on the subject at hand. Again, one more thing. Don't forget to join the private Facebook group. I would love to have you over there and to start creating a safe, open community for all of us to join in with one another. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have just 30 seconds to spare, I would be so grateful if you'd head over to iTunes and leave a quick review on what you think about this podcast. It really helps it to grow organically and to land into the laps of those who might need some help with slow and mindful living. Can't wait to chat with you guys next time. Bye.